Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week, we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? It's Ryan. It's Tyler. It's episode 34, and I'm getting straight to the point today. For the second time, we have been robbed. (laughs) We have been robbed. For all those loyal listeners that have been down since day one, I don't know when that was. A month or two ago, I brought up an unnamed podcast with two comedians that stole my, my material about political signs. They're at it again. I sent Tyler a video on Saturday. This show, or maybe I sent it Sunday. I don't remember. I don't remember. This show posts new episodes on Saturday. And their new episode this week, no less than, what was that, two weeks ago I talked about that? The bonus episode? Yeah. No less than two weeks after my rant about the carts at Aldi's and the quarter and all that. Damn near the same exact jokes in their podcast this week. So, you know, I'm not going to be upset about it. I was upset about it, but listen, when you're just churning out the hits like we've been doing on a weekly basis here, you're going to get emulated. You're going to get copied. It's just part of the business, you know? It's just that show business, right? So, second time... Just, you know, it's going to have to start. Uh, is there, if there any lawyers out there listening, let us know. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can uh, start building a case here for uh, fraud or Plagiarism. copyright. Plagiarism. Whatever. Yeah, all that. So, whatever. Second time, we've been copied. I had to mm. get that off my chest here. But a uh, couple announcements, first and foremost. hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. I hope everybody listened to our... Thanksgiving episode last week. Listens were uh, down a little bit since everybody was a little busy. So make sure you go back and listen to that one. We did talk about stuff for Thanksgiving, but it still applies to everything. We talked about a bunch of other stuff too. So when you're done listening to this one, make sure you go back and get episode 33 with special guest Andrew Andrew. last week, uh, as well as the bonus episode we did before that. So Toys for Tots shopping is this Sunday, December the 6th at 10 a.m. at Target in Harmer. So make sure you guys come out and help. Uh, Looks like we're going to have, I don't know, somewhere around $5,500, I think. So uh, that's a lot of toys because you got to buy them uh, 20 bucks at a time, basically. So uh, we need all the help we can get. It was a lot of fun last year. Everybody that came had a good time. So... Uh, we'll be there 10 a.m. We'll probably be hanging out in the uh, right when you walk in there, getting some teams together, getting some cards. Target was very helpful last year with uh, making that all happen. So would love to see as many people as possible, especially now that the uh, Steelers don't play on Sunday. Yeah. If that was going to, uh, you know, take precedence over coming in Toys for Tots shopping, it's no longer an issue. So come out, help us buy some toys. It's a lot of fun. Make you makes you feel good inside, you know. 
Makes you feel good inside. And it was the genesis of the original. Yeah, the original. Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness uh, picture podcast graphic. Yeah. So come out. That's on Sunday. Um, Taste of the Town baskets are still going. Make sure you uh, stop in. Get some referrals in there so you get entered to win some awesome stuff. And speaking of awesome stuff. Last couple years, we've had some Christmas parties. Last year especially, we had a really good turnout. Everybody made food. It was awesome. However, we can't do that. So, we have been working tirelessly to come up with an alternative so we can still all get together and have some type of Christmas party action. So, we are going to look at doing it virtually. We're going to get with the times here. We're going to do a little virtual hangout. Uh, we're going to try to do like a little trivia night, a little trivia game, maybe some health and fitness related stuff, maybe some holiday related stuff. I don't know, anything like that. So let us know, and we'll get a poll up in the member groups. Uh, let us know if you guys would be interested in that. And, um, you know, once we get an idea of who would be, we will, uh, you know, start to start to lock in some times for that maybe. So. Let us know what you think, but we're leaning towards that here in a couple weeks, getting together on, uh, I don't know, some type of video platform, Yeah, I'll figure see it what out. works best, but um, it'll be simple. So uh, we'll look at doing something like that. Let us know if you want to. Tyler, start talking. I've been talking a lot here. Yeah, I always, I don't I think people are, I just like let you go when you start, I, listen, when we get started. Listen, I go hard. I just, out of the gate. I'm ready. I'm always here. I just, I stay quiet. That's it. I just I, I let the let the things happen, but uh, you know what? I I briefly teased you with this uh, yesterday. Holy shit! I just looked outside and it's snowing. Um, pretty good. Let it snow. December it's December. 1st, yeah, December first. Let it snow. Uh, anyways, I teased Ryan with this the other day. He always comes in every week with you know a, a, a nice thing to like get my take on. Oh, I got. I still got. I, and, and he still does, but I got one. I got I caught one out in the wild. Let's go. And I really like I died when me, I was let there. Me, let me burn my tongue on some coffee before I respond to this. So I was at a grocery store. Which one? Uh Gecko Express. Okay. Did you get sushi? I did not. It was not five dollar Wednesday. Right. Um but I was at Gecko Express picking up a few things, just like some eggs and, and just like a thing of orange juice and whatnot. At Gecko Express that was probably twenty three fifty. I don't remember how much it was. It was also like 7.30 in the morning. But I was there, and I was standing at the self-checkout, and there was this old lady in front of me. And every time the self-checkout, like, talked, she talked back to it. Like... Talk back to it like it was going to do something no, like or like full, under her breath? Like, like full conversation. So she thought that was how the process worked? Like yeah. So every every form. time that you, like, you scan the item, the, the self-checkout machine yeah, goes like place your item. Yeah. Place yeah. your item in the bag. Yeah. And like she was every time she was like, okay, hold on. And like she would respond and then do it. And then like she went to go like weigh her bananas or something like that. And it like did it automatically because she scanned the barcode and then she she set it down on the thing, and like she started like arguing with the self checkout machine. She thought she got a heavy way. Like, <laughs> like she just started arguing. With, I'm like, 
What so it, it like it brings up the question to me like have you seen like crazy incidences with self checkouts and like people using them before? Um, I don't think I've seen anything crazy. I think I've been uh, on the receiving end of like whenever you scan something normally and then like the light just starts flashing. Oh yeah, that's no that's a real reason. I mean. I'm a big self-checkout fan. Anytime you can not have to interact with human beings is, yes. good, is a good time for 100%. me. So big self-checkout fan. I, I wish uh, you know any of the stores that I, I go to by me have them, but they don't. But I, I haven't really witnessed any anybody, anything crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think old people just in general respond like to a lot of things or like have conversations with themselves sometimes like my grandma always used to do that when we were playing like cards or something she'd be like having a conversation with herself like thinking out loud type of thing so <laughs> yeah i don't know i wonder if that i wonder if that lady thought she got a uh, a raw deal on the banana weight I yeah mean, maybe I'd, when I'd... she was picking it up she felt it was maybe two pounds and she got a heavy got a heavy weight whenever she put that down there but I, just, I wish I was a. I wish I was around more. Um, what do you think? What do you think about? The, let me spin this back on you with the self checkout. Do you think there is a limit to how many items? Yes. You should have. Yes. If you're gonna do the self checkout. If you got a full freaking cart, like one, not one of the, like the little half cart, yeah. like double tier things, like just one of the big ass carts, and it's full as can be, and you walk into a self checkout line, I hate you. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going full family of four grocery stock up for the month and you're going self-checkout, I think that's not the right move. I think the self-checkout designed to be, you know, an, an express yes. type of thing. So, you know, I'm not going to say it's got to be a 10 item or less move, but yeah, I don't think you can roll in there. Uh, you know, especially some of these places like, you know, like Target has like, what, six of them or something, but like... You get to some of these places where it's just like two or three self checkouts, and you're just gonna ride that out with like 300 things in your cart. I mean, that's a tough move. Yeah, um, I no, I, I don't like those people. I can't stand it. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. But uh, yeah, I don't think I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've seen anybody go too uh, too crazy with the with the self checkout stuff. But what I have seen, at least personally, I don't know how you feel about this. Do you feel like you can't sneeze or sniffle in public? You can't do anything like that anymore. Like, I was really fight. Like, you, you know when you can feel a sneeze coming for, like, five minutes? And, yeah. like, you try to, like, wiggle your nose around. Yeah. And like, you're trying to... F like, I try to do everything I possibly can in today's environment to not sneeze or cough or sniffle or anything in public. Because I feel like the first time... You try to clear those those nasal passages a little bit in public. Everybody's looking at you and like throwing a bag over your head or something and like dragging you out of the store or something. Yeah, like it's uh, it's nuts, man. I mean, it's definitely uh, definitely a different different world. You get into the cold weather here. Like I'm out there running and it's cold. You know that nose starts running. Yeah, and I, gotta I mean, sniffle. Yeah, and, nothing and, uh, nothing you can do. I feel like I, I feel like I can't do that, but. Let's get into it. Thanks to everybody that listened to last week's episode. 
I don't remember what episode it is, and I don't specifically remember saying it, but it is a word I use all the time. I got several comments about the use of jabroni. <laughs> I don't know if it was the bonus episode that I said that. I don't know. No. What I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it was the Thanksgiving one. I think it was the bonus one or the week before. But yeah, several comments about the the use of jabroni, and I didn't know it was that polarizing of a word. It's a very common. Uh, it's a very common word in in wrestling culture. Uh, the Rock actually made the word famous and it got added to the dictionary oh so yeah a couple couple comments about jabroni a a jabroni is is very simply you would know it straight away when you see a jabroni it's it's just gonna be uh it's up there with hump bum scrub uh any it's definitely a you know a derog it's 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 like a nobody you know what i mean so but you, you'll just, it's a feel thing. You know, you'll just see somebody and be like, look at this jabroni over here. You know, like you'll, you'll just know it. But it was a very common term in, in, in wrestling if, if somebody was, you know, going to wrestle like a nobody or I don't know. But uh, it's definitely a, a favorite word of mine. <laughs> I use that often. I didn't realize I used it on the pod and I didn't realize it would get such a, uh, such a, such an attention grabber. But, uh, Jabroni, nonetheless. So today, Tyler, tell them what we're going to talk about, and then we'll uh, we'll get rolling here on episode 34. All right. So diving into today, what we're going to talk about is how your training structure, so what you're doing in the gym, how many days a week you're working out, all that kind of stuff, the full uh, you know encompassment of training structure, and how that changes depending on what your goals are. Uh, and that can go a, a number of different ways. So we'll talk a little bit about like endurance goals, strength goals to just general fitness goals and overall health. Um, but really kind of break down how that kind of works, because especially coming to this time of the year where, you know, we are a little bit more inside. We're not outside being as active. We're not hiking. We're not running outside as often. We're not outside biking or doing yard. Like everything is, is changing to inside. And if you're one of those people that notices or looks at fitness stuff or looks at you know fitness social media and things like that, you're going to start to notice that now is the time of the year that a lot of people are going to start saying that they're balking. All right. Obviously, we had uh, Balktober. You know, back in October, Tyler's been balking for all 2020. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Not very well, um, but <laughs> it's been a it's been a rough year for me. <laughs> but uh, now now's the time of the year that a lot of people are really going to get into the whole balking phase. Balking, balking phase. Right, just throw strikes. <laughs> yeah, uh, balking phase of things. In terms of, of just eating, putting on muscle, really trying to get in get into that whole realm of strength. And then here in a few months, you're going to see them start talking about cutting and, and shredding down and, and things mm. like that and losing weight. So mm. with that stuff, there's a lot of changes that kind of happen in there. But there's also a lot of changes that we're going to talk about depending on what you end up doing in the next few months as well. So um let's i guess let's start start with strength since i was just on that one for one Mm. so So i know you wanted to point out um that what we're kind of going to be talking about here is if people want to 
specialize or specifically yeah. focus on one aspect. Some of the stuff we're going to talk about might not necessarily apply if like you're just kind of working out for general health, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's probably the best way to go because you'll, you'll stay, you know, the healthiest and everything. But you know, if you want to uh, lift a little bit of weights, do a little bit of cardio, just kind of, you know, get a little bit stronger and, and, you know, keep your body fat at a decent level and everything, then, you know, you are able to do a little bit of everything and you don't necessarily have to worry so much about, you know, some of the things we're going to talk about today. We're talking a little bit more about when people want to specifically go at one thing, you know, whether it's a strength goal, whether it's an endurance goal, whether it's a body fat loss goal or you know, whatever, if they want to improve their blood markers and get off medications or something like if it's something very specific and focused, that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, I, I think before we talk about a specific goal as well, I think it is important to point out, you know, if you want to focus on something specific, you are going to have to probably sacrifice a little bit in some other areas. Just the way nutritionally and you know time in the week wise you know just the way all that works it's going to be very hard you know a lot of times people want to do everything like they want to get strong as hell um and they want to add muscle but then at the same time they want to lose 50 pounds of fat and at the same time they're doing that they want to you know run a marathon or do a tough mutter or something like that and really what happens when you try to do when you try to be good at everything really you just end up kind of being half-assed at everything and and you um you know you can't be you know it's kind of a mile wide inch deep type of type of thing there so you're, you're trying to take on everything and instead of being really good at one thing and excelling at one thing you're just kind of yeah kind of spinning the tires on everything so keep that in mind you know if you're working out just for general health just doing a little bit of a little bit of weight training, a little bit of cardio, trying to eat all right and, and keep keep the thing on the rails, then keep on going. Keep on going. This stuff's not really gonna gonna apply. But if you are somebody like, you know, over the past couple of years we've had different endurance goals, we've had different strength goals. I've been all over the map with goals the last couple of years. So um, that's what we're we're kinda talking about today is is you know what to do if you have a goal, especially if it's something different than you've been trying to work at, kind of what your what your move should be, what your plan should be. And uh, yeah, Tyler, if you want to kick us off with the strength, go ahead. Yeah, so in terms of strength goals and whatnot, you know, that really comes down to one, like Ryan was saying, you know, nutritionally feeding, uh, quite a bit you know if you want to build strength you got to be in a caloric surplus you got to have enough nutrients in the body to help you really start uh, moving the weight and producing the energy needed to do that sort of stuff in terms of the strength training structure of that though strength goals you're doing a little bit more um, lower reps more rest um, you know sometimes not even as long of workouts depending uh, and one big thing, especially if you're somebody coming from like uh, a little bit of an endurance side, not a lot of endurance. Uh, you know, you're really you're really putting more focus on the strength training aspect of things, going for those lower reps, multiple sets, uh, giving yourself you know two to three minutes of rest in between each set, and aiming for proper progressive overload week over week. 
you know, and, and changing out your training blocks depending on how, you know, things are moving and how things are going and so forth like that. Um, a lot of people can gain strength relatively well on a, a balanced, you know, just general fitness aspect, uh, you know, a, a balanced routine, full body, uh, or even upper lower sort of um, structure with, you know, a little bit of cardio and whatnot in between. Uh, but if you're somebody who's really aiming for a strength goal, I want to bench 300 pounds, I want to squat 300, like whatever it may be, like you have to really put a higher emphasis on those movements, on that sort of stuff to make sure that you're actually getting to where you need to be with that stuff and you can actually make it to that goal. Because if you don't put a focus on it, it's going to take you that much longer to even get there. And if you don't do certain things for it, such as the feeding or the proper structure, lifting-wise, you're not going to actually reach it. Uh, one thing I know we didn't say yet, but this is super key, and this is important for any of these, no matter what you're doing, um, you're not going to be able to achieve any of this stuff if you're not recovering properly either. So if you're not doing what you need to be doing, working on shoulder mobility and keeping the shoulders healthy, you know, you're not going to bench press 300 pounds. And if you do, you're probably going to hurt yourself while doing it. You know, if you're trying to squat 300, like if your hips are garbage, if your ankle mobility is bad, if you're not actually giving yourself proper recovery or, or anything along those lines at night and you're getting poor sleep, it probably isn't going to happen eventually. Like you're going to start seeing a de decline in terms of your strength progress and so forth overall. I don't know if you have more to add to that. I yeah. thought I had something else and then it just blanked well, don't on Don't hurt me. yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like we said earlier, it's going to be very difficult to be good at everything and do everything. And strength is a good example because it's opposite of what you would do if your goals were to lose body fat and things like that. So when you kind of want to know what to do in certain situations, like for strength or for body fat or whatever, you know, look at what the people that are the best in the world at it are doing or what they look like or what their training is like. And I know like once you get to, you know, high, high level, you get some not so great stuff involved there. But like if we look, if we're talking about strength, if we look at the world's strongest man dudes and power lifters, like these are the strongest people in the world and they're also massive human beings. Yeah. So to get stronger, you know, it's one thing if you want to get like relatively stronger, if you're like, oh, I want to, you know, squat or deadlift twice my body weight or something like that that's one thing but like if you just want to get stronger the bigger you get the stronger you'll get a, a bigger muscle has the potential to become a stronger muscle uh, the more just body weight you have the more leverage you're going to have the better position you're going to be in to lift heavier that's why world's strongest men i guess we'll call it. can you say that world's strongest people yeah do we, have to, do we have to say that now world's strongest people um, well, strong as humans. That's why they're not 8% body fat. That's why some of them kind of look like slobs when they're competing because the extra body weight um, comes in handy when you're trying to lift cars and yeah. pull buses and stuff like that. So if you're just trying to be as strong as you possibly can, adding body weight is going to help you do that. You know, you want to, you know, you can just 
have at it and eat like a monster and put on some not so great weight and that's going to also help you but you know you can do it slowly and not put on body fat and just increase the amount of food you're eating decrease your rest times keep your heart rate a little bit lower during your workouts so that you're not burning as many calories more of those calories can go towards repairing the muscle and recovering like tyler said so it's going to be very hard to uh, want to get a lot stronger but you know at the same time i want to make sure i'm not putting on you know too much body fat you know, it's it's going to be going to be a tight tight balance there so yeah when we're talking about getting stronger you got to eat more food you got to recover more you actually probably have to lift less you're going to want to do less volume but you're going to want to do heavier weight and stuff like yeah. that so yeah i mean it's it's going to be hard to um to do that plus everything else at the same time so that's kind of what we're getting at today that you know if that's going to be your goal then you're going to have to probably sacrifice a little bit and maybe do a little bit less cardio you're still going to want to do some just for health but you're probably going to want to back off trying to burn a ton of calories in the course of a week and and like we said you're going to want to increase your calories so um if strength is your goal that's kind of the recipe to do it so um and that's uh you know that's a common one for people this time of year like like tyler said and um you know same thing if somebody wants to just build muscle not necessarily strength you know it's going to go along the same lines you're going to have to eat more food than you're burning on a daily basis that's yeah. just what's going to have to happen so, trying to put on size yeah if you're trying to get just beefy for the winter uh you know you're going to have to eat and you're going to have to keep eating and then you're going to have to keep eating more after that so uh, you're going to have to eat like crazy you are going to have to lift you know, consistently, you're going to want to probably be more in that six to 12 rep range for stuff. And then again, you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit of cardio and uh, you might put on a little bit of body fat along the way. But your goal there is to just find the amount of food that you need to eat to gain muscle without gaining an excessive amount of body fat. So again, that's going to, um, you know, maybe contradict also burning fat and getting ripped at the same time so you just kind of got to pick what you want to focus on and if that's what you want to focus on if that's truly your goal then you have to focus on it and you have to kind of zero in on it and not try to again do a little bit of everything so um yeah you want to talk uh talk endurance here a little bit yeah so as you guys know ryan and i have, have dabbled in the endurance field a little bit ryan a little bit more than i have uh over the last year or so um that's a big one you know if if you're somebody who is looking into doing a half marathon or a marathon or or in ryan's case in my case you know triathlons and and obstacle races and and things along those lines that are a little bit more intensive on on your conditioning side of things you really have to change up your training you know if you're like Ryan and I, all you did really before that was just lift all the time. That's it, brother. You know, and, and you didn't really do any conditioning. You didn't really do anything that involved, you know, going out for multiple runs and, and getting proper conditioning in and, and figuring out that sort of stuff. Like, when you're doing that sort of thing, you really have to change your structure when Ryan and I first started our marathon training last year, we were both still lifting consistently and then throwing in some runs in. Well, that worked for the time because, you know, we were 
lifting three, four times a week, running twice a week, and our runs were maxing at like three, four miles, and that was it. Our bodies could still recover from that and keep moving on. But as we got further and further along in our training plan for running, and as we got closer and closer to the marathon, we had to periodically start taking a step back from our lifting. Otherwise, our running was going to start becoming the sacrifice there. And at the time, our goal was the marathon. So we had to accept that change. We had to take that step back from lifting, meaning we're going to lose strength, lose some muscle mass, and just understand what we were doing, which was trying to hit the marathon. So in terms of chaining, changing up your training structure for endurance, that's typically the route that I would go is at the very beginning of your training plan, you know, start kind of getting in some of those runs, you know, once, twice a week, start building your foundation of what you need uh, as you go through. And then as you start to increase the endurance, whether it is, you know, doing if you're cycling or if you're running or whatever it may be, as you begin to increase that, you need to start decreasing down on the strength side of things. Right? When we're doing the endurance stuff, you're asking so much of the, the muscles in the body, depending on you know running or cycling, like the glycogen is being depleted excessively, you're burning a shit ton of calories. You know, same concept here as strength training, you gotta, you gotta eat, but your body's processing everything a little bit differently now because of the activity that we're doing. As you increase your distances, as you increase your endurance aspect of things, start decreasing the strength down. And then as you keep going, you keep making that kind of shift as needed. You know, if you were training, if we had to put it percentage wise, if you were training, you know, 75% strength, 25% endurance at the beginning, you know, by the midpoint of your training, you should probably be leaning more 60%, you know, endurance and 40% strength. And then as you get closer and closer, that continues to come down a little bit as you focus in more heavily on whatever the endurance goal may be. You got anything to add to that? Yep. I mean, you, so you, I would I say you did, have a lot more uh, to this than, than I do. I just did something I don't think I've ever done in the history of this podcast, and I actually wrote some notes down to talk about. So I, know. I won't call it preparation because I didn't do it ahead of time. I did it on the fly as we went, but it's at least a step in the right direction to putting some effort in. It's some effort. You know what I mean? So we're still winging it as Tyler messes with my microphone for the 700th time in the last 30 minutes. Uh, so Second still time. putting in a little more effort, but still winging it. So we're still sticking to true to form here. <laughs> so I'm going to do what I, I can do best and just talk about myself um, and talk about kind of the last year and a half of my training and my goals and how things have kind of had to change there. So if we go back to, I guess, two summers ago so not this past summer but the previous summer so I guess that would be 2019 um, my goals at that time were purely lifting so that was whenever we did the first food bank lift-a-thon and my goal was to get 50 reps on the bench press which I am nowhere near now as we've discussed but you know at the time that was my goal was to get 50 reps on the bench press 
And then shortly after that, my goal was to get a thousand pounds total between bench, squat, and deadlift. So like I talked about earlier, um, you know, to do those things, I was just putting on some weight. I was putting on some weight. Uh, I think around that time I was in the 235 to 240 range, oh. uh, a bloated 240 Needy. to say the least, but um, that is what I needed to do for those goals. So I was able to do both of those things. So my training at that time revolves solely around those two goals. So like I was doing a lot of high reps and I was doing a lot of different, um, you know, different things to try to get the 50 reps on the bench um, which I did. And then that is much different than trying to lift a really heavy weight for one rep. So then whenever you start talking about doing squat and bench and deadlift for a thousand pounds, now you have to cut that volume drastically. So I had to give up, you know, some of those really high rep sets that I was doing, uh, for the bench press, you know, for both of these goals, I had to give up worrying about body fat and back down on any cardio that I was doing, which at the time probably wasn't much anyway. So that wasn't a problem. Um, had to eat more food, had to, and this was kind of in the middle of the summer. So kind of had to be okay with, uh, this is kind of looking like the Michelin man, uh, walking around. So taking on a little bit of extra body fat to, to focus in on the goal, uh, is what I had to do. So got the thousand pounds. Uh, I don't remember the actual, numbers which i don't think anybody actually cares about anyway but i got the, the thousand pound total and then from there that's when all of the endurance stuff kind of started kicking in so the first thing i i switched to after that was doing a marathon on the rower um so for that again obviously that's a lot less lifting and a lot more cardio and the rower is very specific too so it's more just getting used to sitting there and using those muscles and tearing the crap out of your hands for that long. Um, so it's not like running or biking or anything was going to really help. It was just a matter of being able to sit on that rowing machine for four hours and do it. Um, so that was, that became the bulk of my training was building up the amount of time I was on the rower. Um, so lifting backs down, not having as much, you know, extra unnecessary body weight was going to help. So I had to change my diet. Um, I had to change, you know, my training and, and everything to get a little bit of that weight off. I was still, that wasn't long after the thousand pound thing. So I didn't start really losing a bunch of weight yet. But so after the rower marathon is whenever the goal shifted to uh, doing, a, uh, you know, running a marathon, even though at the time running a mile was, was a stretch um, for me. So then that's when all the endurance stuff started coming. So it was run a marathon, it was do a triathlon, it was try to bike 100 miles, and then now it's, you know, if some of these events start happening, then it's it's try to do an Ironman. So some things to kind of, that I've learned along the way, or some things I've had to learn the hard way uh, along the way are, I have one of the benefits of, of switching up my training so drastically is being able to find out how little it actually takes to maintain certain areas so like as we talked about you're going to have to sacrifice in some in some respects to focus on one thing but you know i have found when i go back to lifting or if i don't run for a while and then i go back to running you can you can maintain that level of 
of fitness if you've been doing it for a while pretty easily without really doing that much so while i was focusing all summer on running and biking and swimming and everything you know i was still trying to lift a couple days a week and then you know lately i've probably gone back more towards lifting more than i have for a while and my strength came back very quickly you know i feel like i was able to put back on you know a little bit of muscle not 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 walking around like uh you know arnold here or anything but i was able to put back some some muscle i was able to get back some strength fairly quickly you know not back to a 50 rep or a thousand pound level but you know i was able to get back to a you know somewhat respectable level fairly quickly and then you know i went through a stretch where i wasn't running as much and then i got back into running uh, and was was pretty surprised at how far i was able to run the first couple times uh, having not done it in a while so while you do have to sacrifice in the short term uh, for certain goals, you're, you're able to get that back very quickly. So like if you've worked really hard to get strong or if you've worked really hard to get to a certain body fat percentage and now you want to focus on something else, but you're worried about, oh, man, like I worked so hard to get my bench up to 300 pounds. I don't want to lose that. Like, you know, in, in the short term, in the interim, you probably will lose that a little bit, but it's it's pretty easy to get back. So, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't let that, you know, hold you back by any stretch. But, you know, Tyler also mentioned accepting the change. For me, that uh, meant accepting going from 240 pounds to 190 pounds at my lowest um, in the summer, which is pretty pretty significant. And uh, yeah, you, you got some jokes made back then too. It's a tough one. Yeah, I was uh, I got pretty skinny there. I think Matt said I looked like Matthew McConaughey in that one movie. Whenever he had like oh yeah AIDS or something. I don't know. I don't yeah. watch the movie, but whatever, you know, it's part of the part of the game. So being able to accept, you know, whether it was in that case where I lost a significant amount of muscle and a significant amount of, uh, amount of weight because that was advantageous to what my goals were. Um, man, that rolled off the tongue. Nice, yeah, that was huh? good. That rolled off. Nice. That's, that must be the coffee. Um, <laughs> so being able to accept, all right, you know, I'm not going to be big anymore. I'm not going to be strong anymore, but you know, it's going to benefit me for the goals I'm, I'm chasing after now was something I had to do. Or if it is somebody that wants to get stronger and, and you're going to have to accept maybe putting on a little bit of body fat and maybe you're not going to be all ripped up and, and have all kind of abs and stuff if you really want to squat four or 500 pounds or bench 300 pounds or something like that. Um, what's the thought of that right now on my knees? Just uh, Yeah, no, I can't. Hurt, it hurt just saying it. Um, so yeah, being accepting of the change, but you also need to supplement according to your needs um, and according to your goals. So if you are doing more of an endurance thing and your goal is performance, then you have to supplement for performance. So you have to supplement carbs and, and sugars and salt and things that if you were just trying to lose body fat, you probably would try to avoid, um, but they're vital to performance and endurance-based events. So supplementing that way, or if you are trying to build muscle or get stronger, then you, you know, you have to supplement according to that. So you're going to have to, again, increase your carbs, you know, you're going to have to, you know, maybe get some things like creatine in there, some BCAAs in there, you're gonna have to really up your protein intake, like you're, you gotta, you gotta supplement according to your needs, just like you have to eat according to your needs. Um, you know, with the endurance stuff, I was able to, uh, I was able to eat, man. So it was, it was a good time on, on that sense to be able to eat as sloppily sloppily as i was eating and still uh still shrivel up 
melt away. Um, so supplement according to your needs, but then also Tyler mentioned earlier, recovery is still king and that's absolutely the truth. You need to recover and you need to actively recover and you need to do mobility exercises according to your goal. So Tyler mentioned earlier, if your goal is to bench press a certain amount of weight, you know, you got to take care of your shoulders. It's very easy to strain a pec. So you got to make sure you're staying mobile, you're staying limber, uh, you're staying healthy. And if you are doing strength goals, a joint supplement can really help with that. Same thing with endurance. A joint supplement can really help like the knees, the hips, everything that's getting overused. So taking care of, of that, if you are doing an endurance type goal, you're going to want to make sure that you're strengthening and mobilizing, um, you know, the, the muscles that you're using, you know, all the time, you're going to want to make sure they're staying loose and mobile, but then you're also going to want to make sure you're strengthening the opposite muscles of what you're doing. So if you're running and biking and you're using a lot of quads and you're using a lot of, um, you know, calves and everything, then you're going to want to make sure that you're also keeping your hamstrings strong because if your quads are a lot stronger and being used a lot more than your hamstrings, then you're going to run into some knee issues and some hip issues and stuff like that. So making sure you're counteracting what you're doing all the time. If you're doing a very specific um, endurance event where it's just rep after rep after rep of, you know, running or biking or whatever it is, you're going to want to make sure you're doing the opposite with your strength workouts and your and your mobility and everything like that. So, you know, those are kind of, I don't know, hopefully that wasn't too boring, but th those are kind of some, some tips or some notes or some things I've had to either learn or, or learn the hard way um, going through some of these goals. And I actually think we might, let me know if, if anybody listening would be interested in something like this. We're actually kicking around putting together like a 10 or 12 week like marathon, it doesn't have to be a full marathon. It could be relay, it could be half marathon, whatever. Putting together like a 10 or 12 week program for the marathon this year. Um, you know, I don't know how much it would cost or anything, but it, it would include, you know, a couple group runs a week where, you know, one of them is either more speed or interval or hill focused, and then one's a little bit longer. Uh, and then also have a group workout that's like mobility or doing some of the things we just talked about, like strengthening the areas um, that you, you know, need to stay healthy and to perform well and something like that. So if anybody would be interested in a um, immersive 10 or 12 week kind of program there, uh, let us know. But yeah, for sure. Any Anything else? I think we went pretty heavy there on the endurance. Well, I mean, I think that's the one that we have the most uh, recent experience with so we it's fresh in our minds um the one thing that you know just kind of touching back on those points that ryan was just making accepting the change is definitely going to be the biggest thing it is the also probably for most people going to be the hardest thing to be okay with their body changing after you worked so hard to get to a certain point and you have to be okay with that if you're not okay with it your goal of strength or endurance or whatever it is that you may be like it, you're, you're most likely not going to get to it. Or if you do, you're not going to get, get to it to the same, you know, caliber at which mm. you want <laughs> to get there to. I thought you were going to say degree there. You want caliber caliber. Nice. Um, it's definitely the hardest. Yeah. And, and I like, think what a lot of people do is, is they, as soon as they get to a, like a crossroads of like starting to struggle with how their body is changing or how they're, looking or performing 
they kind of bail and then they never end up making it, you know, to yeah. that goal. And, and that's definitely something you kind of got to fight through. Yeah, you you have to fight through it. it it's not fun. Sometimes it, it can be slightly discouraging. But, like, just like Ryan said, it does come back relatively quickly. You know, muscle memory is a thing, no matter whether it's lifting or running or whatever it may be. Like, muscle memory is a thing. If, you, if you've done it, your body remembers doing it. Like, you can come back to it and make progress very quickly. The one thing I want to touch on – um, is we did mention a little bit about like obstacle races and things along these lines that kind of have this in, uh, this encompassment of both strength and conditioning and, and cardio and endurance and how that kind of works. So there is a point to all of this that you can build strength, build endurance, and have them work simultaneously at the same time. However, it's not going to be like a massive change like you are not going to get insanely strong and be able to run insanely far at the same time it's just it's not going to be there your body's not going to allow it but can you improve on your grip strength and your back strength and you know add an extra you know mile or two to your overall runs yes you can you know can you improve on your pulling and and pushing muscle groups and then you know, improve your, your mile time by, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds. Yes. You know, when you're going into these obstacle races, such as a Spartan that, you know, I got to do in June, if they're having it, go, you know, uh, shout out. If you want to join the team, uh, I have no idea what the team name is anymore, but Matt Pish made it. I've still never been formally invited. Oh, you want it? I have another code. I'm waiting for Matt to invite me. I feel like he should, okay. and he has not yet. Well, so shout out to Matt. Make it shout happen. Shout out to Matt. Does Matt listen to this? I have no idea. He should. Yeah, he should. All right. Um, you know, but if if you're gonna be training for a Spartan race, like when I go to do that, like I have to find that balance between, you know, decent endurance, but also maintaining some form of strength. Like I have to pull myself over a wall. I have to climb things. I have to pull people over walls. Like. You still have to have this strength aspect to it, but you also still got to run, you know, 10, 12, 13 miles while you're doing this, you know? So there is this sense that you can do it. There's just going to be a a, a balance there uh, which you hit. Like, you're not going to be insanely strong and insanely fast. Like, but you can get an improvement in both to some extent. Yeah, it just kind of goes back, and I guess I'll leave it with this. Like, it just goes back to earlier, like I mentioned. Like, it's it's the mile wide, inch deep, versus an inch wide and a mile deep. So, if you want to be all right at everything, you know, do some of the things Tyler just talked about where you improve, you know, maybe you add 10 pounds to your bench press, and then you also cut 10 seconds off your mile or something, you know, that's that's – great that's fine that's overall health that's yeah. overall fitness and that's what a lot of people like to do which is great and we're, we're not you know yeah there, there's that at literally all. So, nothing wrong with that and that's fine that's going to be you know a mile wide an inch deep you're going to be okay or decent or good at a lot of different things but we're talking about if you want to really zero in and focus in and like do something special and do something great and do something that a lot of people can't do and will never do then you're going to have to do the inch wide a mile deep to really be great at something so you're really going to have to zero in on it 
you're going to have to fight through those times where you maybe your body starts changing in a way that you don't necessarily love at first or it goes against everything you've been trying to work at. And depending on how significant of a departure from what you normally do, your goal is, you're not always, first of all, you're going to suck at it at first, but then you're also going to have ups and downs while you try to improve it. So, you know, that's another, so we talked a couple minutes ago about a lot of people bail and jump off as soon as they start to maybe lose something in another area. But people also jump off and bail as soon as they hit the point where their progress stalls or they even just have a bad day. Like running for me, especially there's some days where I'm just feeling great and feel like I can go forever. And then the very next time I go run after a mile, I'll be like, fuck this. I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. This sucks. So, like, that's just how it is. And you got to be able to just stay the course and, and be committed to your goal if you want to do something great and if you want to do something that you know a lot of people can't do and will never do because they're not you know mentally or physically strong enough to hang in there through some of those things so you just got to get through it you just got to keep pushing yourself and and if you do that you know you can you can accomplish some stuff that you probably don't think you can so um, I think that's that's a good one. That's a yeah. meaty one. So we'll we'll leave it at that. Episode thirty four in the books. Toys for Tot shopping is this Sunday. Um, appreciate the feedback on all the podcast episodes. If anybody's interested in that marathon program, let us know. We'll see you next week. Leave us a five star review. See you.